Hi, Michelle Sparks with you, illuminating anorexia, eating yourself and body issues. Great to have your company. Today, I'm going to start a conversation, a recovery conversation. And this is a conversation I was having literally with a client that I had done some work with. And this young lady's off on a big adventure and we were just catching up. I was just asking her, getting a bit of feedback about how things were going and where she's at, what she'd enjoyed, what she'd learned, just really getting some feedback. And it turned into such a great conversation on so many levels that with her kind permission, I'm going to share quite a bit of it. Um, And the first thing to say is that at the time of speaking, we had done, we'd had 12 sessions Uh, individual sessions and this young lady who's 19 years of age had also um, done the 4x4 Freedom Express which is the online program and we kind of bounced off that but we were really I was really working with her in an individual space and this is where we got up to she's made some incredible gains in fact the, the conversation begins with me feeding back to her Um, some of the gains I had seen objectively because one of the things I do when I work with people is I take some measures at the beginning and they are around things like eating attitudes, depression, anxiety, stress and there's a a questionnaire called the EDEQ and it looks at things, uh, concerns around restraint, weight, shape and eating and so it gives you some really objective measures about where a person is when you start and then if for me, if I work with someone, I like to look at that at, at different times to see, okay, how are we progressing? What's going on? And obviously you get feedback from a person, just their experience, but it's nice to have some objective benchmarks. So I'm going to start there, going back to her with that information. And um, one of the things I'll just preempt is uh, for this young lady, she had had some really significant changes in her uh, eating disordered attitudes. She was no longer restricting, obsessed with uh, calories. She'd kind of come out of that restrictive space. Um, She was, she had been binging and purging. She was no longer purging. She was struggling a little bit more with binging. But as I explained to her, in fact, one of the things that showed up in her EDEQ was that her binging um, and shape concerns had increased. But as I explained to her in a different Uh, space. This is quite a common trajectory along the road to recovery from anorexia and over-restraint. And it's a really important thing to say because I I believe personally that it's actually a a normal and necessary part of the journey towards recovery because it actually reflects a deeper internal healthy process of allowing ourselves to experience and explore the emotional hunger and conflict that has sat below our eating disorder behaviours. So when we're in restraint and restriction, we are often really suppressing, denying, diverting away from that emotional territory. And as we start to allow ourselves to sit with that, um, to become more aware of it, it can feel a little bit, you know, it's it's a challenging journey, but it's a great journey, as you'll hear this young lady talk about, because it is the only, you cannot indefinitely stuff down. If you think about a, a oh, I don't know, a beach ball or a big plastic ball, the more you stuff it down under the water, the more vigorously you do that, it, 
it, it's still there and it's going to pop up and it may pop up in binging, it may pop up in more um, uh, intensified anxiety and fear about losing control. There's a whole lot of things you cannot restrain indefinitely without some really serious consequences physically and emotionally. Um, so what I was just explaining to this young lady is that, you know, and, and she will, you'll hear her experience of this, how she's finding that she's moving, she's moved out of restraint, she's binging a little bit more, but she's finding her way back into a place of balance. She's recalibrating, she's able to sit with her emotions and to manage them more flexibly. And a lot of that comes from a sense of I'm okay. I don't I can be who I am in this moment. I don't have to run away or uh, strive or drive myself to try and fit into a shape that doesn't fit me. I don't have to bend myself out of shape. And in fact, that's one of the things I said. I said, you know, you are on a journey of discovering and growing more confident in your own unique shape and values. This will take time. So on that note, I'm going to let this conversation unfold. Um, yeah, I'm going to edit out this young lady's name. And so it may, may sound a little bit disjointed in places. Um, and I'll try and explain things as we go where necessary. Uh, one other thing to say is when we talk about the spiritual I always include a spiritual dimension in my approach to health and well-being. I certainly don't impose my beliefs on anyone else, but I really do encourage people to explore their beliefs in this regard because my bottom line is that I believe the absolute crux of our ability to receive nurture and therefore to recover from an eating disorder is that we believe we deserve nurture. We believe we deserve to exist, that we have a right to take up space, to have wants and needs, and for these to be as, as important as anyone else's wants and needs. And I know that these ideas and beliefs are very much shaped in our human experience, our attachment history, our life experience, but my um, belief and understanding is that there is truth that can sit outside our experience. And I do believe in ultimate truth that we are created with worth and value. And you know that, and we don't have to earn it. We, it's not something that we have to perform to be have worth. We don't have to look a particular way. We don't have to be successful in some of the ways that the world measures success. And I have found this to be an incredibly important platform for healing. Now, I don't impose that belief or idea on anyone else, but I do invite people to ex explore what they believe about their ultimate worth and value because a lot of people who struggle in this space are struggling really with that ultimate sense of worth and value, deservedness, to take up space, to have wants and needs, for these to be as important as anyone else's wants and needs. And these things can very much be shaped by religious beliefs, spiritual beliefs, cultural beliefs, and our experience growing up. So it's really worth looking at what is it that you believe about these things? And what's your experience been? 
but also are there ultimate truths that speak to you that can help you navigate this space because um, one of the articles I reference in the 4x4 in the 4x4 just to let you know this um, it's four keys with four components that help you address the whole eating disorder situation and the fourth component of each of the four keys is what I would call a it looks at that spiritual dimension it's uh, a bonus and I say to people that you can take it or leave it you can morph what I think or what I present into your own framework um, you can do the program without any consideration of it at all however I would say my experience in my own recovery um, and also in the work I've done with other people is that that foundation of unconditional worth and value is extremely healing and very much I mean if you can if you can have that as the bottom line in your recovery it will help you to go on and receive nurture emotional and physical to sit with your emotional experience when it is difficult so it's a really important foundation for healing and health and well-being the ability to just be a human being to actually rest in who you are finite flawed frail but deeply loved incredibly valued chosen created with real worth and value and good purposes in mind that's my faith space and I approach that as a Christian from a Christian perspective um, and it's really important to say here too that even as the article that I reference in the 4x4 which is an article by uh, called religiosity spirituality in relationship to disordered eating and body image concerns it's a wonderful article by Stephen Towers Daniel Acraw, I hope I'm getting your names right, Roger Bartop and Ursula Potter and it's from the Journal of Eating Disorders and it really talks about you know um, that there's extensive literature describing the benefits of religiosity and spirituality in domains of mental health but it is you've really got to look at what is it about those domains that's helpful what helps and what hinders I know in my own experience my early beliefs which were also you know you would have thought yep Christian perspective very unhelpful to me in fact I would say contributed a lot to my feelings that I wasn't good enough to the guilt and shame I had about my performance in different areas have been a burden on my family so my early religious ideas contributed very strongly to my experience of anorexia and coming through the eating disorder but my when I arrived at a different understanding and a different place at the age of 24 that really helped me move into the healing and freedom that I now enjoy so that's just to let you know that because this young lady who I'm speaking to in this conversation she does have a faith perspective also a Christian perspective and so she will address that from that point of view so just flagging that for your information and as always very happy to get your feedback your questions you can write to me michelle at michellesparks.com love to hear from you okay so now let's go to this conversation as I was saying before like I can definitely tell in myself that I've grown and I've matured in in a lot of ways just through the way I I think differently about things and I and I reflect on things um, yeah I just I've been able to to pick up on certain things that I know aren't 
healthy and perhaps before I absorbed them a lot easy a lot more easily yeah whereas now I actually reflect and and I stop and and I realize that there's certain things that aren't right is that um, things that uh what sort of like things? cultural things that I cultural I've, things that I've previously just understood as being normal yeah um um, normal so to believe and yeah. normal to, um, you know, the pressures that I put on myself. It's not, um, they're, you know, they're not, they're not healthy for me. Yeah. 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 I think just coming, Michelle, you're probably like the only person in my life that I feel at the moment, at present, that I feel comfortable to be able to be my complete self. Hmm. Um, and I think just to come to a person who is so ready to um, hear what I have to say and um, to just hear my experience and my struggles and to, um, yeah, I think it's just so, it's, it's just that nurture that people in my position have craved for so long. Um, and, yeah, it's just a really beautiful God connection I think hmm. that's so beautiful yeah thank you that's that is beautiful and can I can I ask you can you identify the difference that working with me has made for you yes definitely um I think Michelle um you differentiate yourself a lot um in the eating disorder recovery sector um because just from your approach to the whole um, to the whole thing, um, previous like psychologists and count and counselors I've seen, I just feel like you know we never really get anywhere. We just kind of talk about the problem, and it it almost even seems like it makes it worse. Um, we're just going round and round in a circle, and it's just feeling an empty void. Wow. Um, but I, I know from my experience with you, you've really um, just really nailed dealing with the emotional side and unpacking all of that because I think you've got a real revelation that that is the emotional side and the spiritual side, that's the root of it. Um, and obviously there's practical things that come with recovery, but the source of the problem is emotional turmoil and the pain that we that we try to um resolve through our eating so true yeah so I think that's that's how you've just really differentiated yourself in the way you you've approached the whole recovery that's so precious thank you (laughs) seriously no 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 that's so precious good so what's different for you now compared to when you first came Oh, a lot of things. I think when I first came, well, I was, I had come to a point in my relationship with food where I was, I was desperate, very desperate. Um, and I think I was on the threshold of wanting to stay in the place of disordered eating, believing that it could fix my problems. And I was, um, you know, on the fence of, believing that I needed proper help and I um, I needed to deal with what was actually emotionally going on. Um, 
And so what I've learnt, that was a question. Yeah, what's different for you what's different? now compared to when you first came? What's different? Definitely um, how I, I think about myself. Um, um, Can you say more about that? How's that changed? I'd say I... I think I'm still on the journey, but definitely I have the knowledge um, that I am valued and I um, that I'm I'm worth so much more than how I look or what I eat or what I can do. Yeah. Um, because there's no such thing as perfect, um, and I think there's so much beauty in the imperfection, and that's why. Um, what I've learnt most importantly in this process is that God has to be the foundation of everything so that we can live healthily so that we can um, have have good relationships so that we can just enjoy life and he has to be that anchor and without that we're just um well, we're always kind of scrambling a bit, aren't we, to shore up a foundation that, yeah. that isn't quite sure. Yeah, that's right. And if we've got a foundation, we can start to actually enjoy what is actually within us and around us to enjoy. Yeah, that's right. We can kind of live more authentically. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Just to uh, drop in there, in the second part of the interview, I just clarify with my client that what she means there by God being the foundation, I can totally understand that that would be a weird concept for some people, but it's his estimation of our unconditional or intrinsic worth and value. Uh, one of the things I talk about in that fourth spiritual component is just that bottom line um, bottom line estimate of worth and value. Where does that come from? for you and you may arrive at a different conclusion to my client and to myself I mean I also agree that um, having that um, absolute estimate uncontestable estimate of worth and value outside experience outside performance outside appearance is really healing and that's what my client means by that um, foundation just to clarify. Anything else uh, practically about um, what's different for you now compared to like are you approaching things differently? Are you approaching yeah. situations or food or mm. emotions differently? I think I've just um, been able, I've, I've gained the skills to be able to step back from certain um, situations or scenarios um, and reflect, um, and I've I've learned how to um, really unpack my emotions, um, not in a in, not in a like a way that puts pressure on myself, but um, yeah, just to I've I've learned to really I don't know, just reflect and. I don't know where I was going back. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, no, no. You've, so you feel like you've um, changed the way you, when you've 
have a situation you can sit back and reflect and mm. does that mean you kind of respond differently to the emotion you can maybe sit with it or yeah. do something a bit different with it than you might have previously yeah I've, I've learnt to just accept um, how I feel rather than fight it right um, and I think part of the eating disorder was I was using food as a way to suppress how I was feeling and kind of numb the pain yeah um, but that's that's not that although that may give some temporary relief um it doesn't last forever and you're gonna have to deal with that pain sooner or later and um yeah yeah. excellent that's so good what results have you achieved as a result of our working together um definitely um an increased level of peace um, even when things feel really hard, um, I've, I've definitely have a, a sense of peace that things are going to get better um, because I know that all those foundations that I've um, worked on with you, Michelle, um, that I know that they're there. Um, and I know that um, healing has been, you know, things have been healed. Um, it's just a matter of time for things to, for the physical to catch up with the emotional. Mm. Um, yeah. And as that emotional continues to, as that emotional self starts to be more, uh, you know, like you live in that space with mm. more awareness mm. and ability to manage more flexibly those emotions, yes. you will, your behaviours will reflect that. And so yeah, physically, that, that's true. That will that will be evident. You'll be finding that you are less perhaps extreme in some of those attitudes yeah. and behaviours that yeah. have caused you pain and conflict in the past. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've definitely um, grown the ability to um, kind of um, rethink the thoughts that I've previously just thought were normal. Yeah. Um, you know, the perfectionist inside my head that had previously told me things, um, um, I've, I've come to recognise those thoughts um, and, and yeah, and change them and, and um, tell myself that that's, that's not, those thoughts aren't healthy. Um, like, it's okay to be um, balanced and you don't have to be extreme. You don't have to be perfect. Um, you just have to be balanced and consistent um, without putting, you don't need to put pressure on yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And as you sort of move forward, what's in your heart now as you move forward that might not have been there before? For myself? Mm. Um, I've definitely, um, I'm. I'm on the pursuit of balance. I think that's something um, that I've definitely um, learnt to appreciate because um, I'm naturally quite an extreme person in my thoughts and behaviours. So I'm, I'm, I've learnt the value of having balance and being in the middle um, and that it's okay to not be perfect at everything you do. Um, but yeah, just being gentle with myself, I think um, that's 
that's something really valuable that I hope to carry on as I walk through life. That's a beautiful statement, being gentle with yourself, yeah. being kind to yourself. Yeah. 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 So it sounds like, so a couple of things, it sounds like you're able to nurture yourself better. Like Correct, yeah. Physically, would that be true? Definitely. As well as emotionally? Definitely. I think I've previously, um, when I was in restriction, I've, um, I didn't know, I didn't know how to nurture myself or I restricted myself from nurture and um, in recovery it's it's as you said it's natural for you to um, kind of overindulge in some in some ways because you know the pen the pendulum swings mm. um, you're kind of really reacquainting yourself with your hunger yeah aren't you? that deeper um, hunger absolutely and I, I'm on the journey of just recalibrating myself and bringing yeah. myself back to balance um, and I've really um, appreciated having this space with you um, to just allow myself to to relax and and not feel like I have to perform or um, get to that balanced point straight away. Um, I just I've let myself you know swing on that pendulum a bit and and although that's hard at times I know that things will balance out eventually um that's fantastic yeah that is seriously fantastic so it sounds too could you has it changed your confidence in yourself I think largely um it has this process has um, improved my confidence I think a lot of my confidence does still come from um the way I present myself and as I am more on the um I guess the binging side of the recovery it has been hard to feel completely confident in myself but I think that's always um I don't think anyone is completely confident I think that's always a process but I I do see myself um living out as a like living as a very confident person because I know that those foundations are there and I and I'm I'm still learning but um I do have the understanding that um I'm valuable mm. and I think that's once you experience that and I'm I'm still experiencing that but once you completely experience it I think that's when you gain true confidence um yeah, that's a really good point. The difference between kind of knowledge yeah. and experience. Can you comment on that at all? Um, so it's you know it's one thing to know that you're valued um, and to be told that you're valued, but I think for you to really accept it and live that knowledge out, um, that's that's what really experiencing um, that you you're valued. Um, that's what it really is, I think. And I think that takes time, and I think that's what recovery is. It's from, um, the, you know, the starting point of recovery is when you start to learn that you're you're valued. Mm. Um, once you've removed all the lies that saying you're not valued, mm. and then you replace it with the knowledge that you are, mm. then comes the um, experiential part of it mm. and you really yeah you you learn to walk with that knowledge 
I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like coming out of the um, that place of uh, bondage, which is just full of lies about your worth and value. Yeah, 100%. Coming out of that and ref- hearing truth that challenges that. But yeah. it's not enough to just hear it, although that's a really important part of the journey, isn't it? You've yes. got to then experience it. And that experiencing does occur in relationships. That, 100%. Yeah. Nature. That... Um, where you can actually sit in that truth. Mm, so it's mm. not just a head thing, because if it's just a head thing, we'll never heal our heart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was beautifully said. Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to uh, leave this part of the conversation here. We did actually chat a bit further, and then we finished the conversation, and then we came back and had another conversation maybe about a week later, and I'm going to put that up next. This is pretty raw, and I'm incredibly um, appreciative to this lovely young lady for being willing to share this experience. It's a, it's pretty much an uncut conversation, and hopefully you can glean some things for your own recovery process, what's important, just the fact that it's not... You know, it's not a straightforward walk in the park. There are ups and downs. There are processes that need to take place. So we'll come back with part two of the conversation. And if you have any questions, please feel free to shoot them to me, michelle at michellesparks.com. Love to hear from you. And until next time, travel well. Travel well.